Well, hello everybody. How are you doing today? Or this evening, this afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this. Just means it's the end of the week, and it means it's mm, Friday. Borderline Texas trash, babies. How is everybody doing? I am your host with the most, the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, ladies and gentlemen. It's the number one seed, the number one stud, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Uncle Boo, baby. The rich man's dream right here. I don't know why I said that. That sounded so retarded. The rich man's dream. Well, how is everybody? Welcome to another edition of Borderline Texas Trash, guys. Hope you're having fun. I know I sure am. This week has been a mother blunker, I'll tell you that, man. Sure I'm glad it's Thursday. God, I'm glad it's Thursday. And geez, I'll save my rambling for the end of the show. But man, it's it's tough being a single parent and being a dad doing it. Jeez. I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess it's probably tougher being a woman. Because guys try to take advantage of women more than they would a man. But you still got women that take advantage of a single man. So I don't know. But anyway, so I'll save that rambling for later. I'll just say it's tough being a single parent raising a girl sometimes. You know what I mean? Anyways. <clears throat> How is everybody doing? I'm doing great. It's been good. Been uh, doing the old baseball. Jackson started baseball season back up. We've been doing that. Uh, weather's been freaking beautiful. Been excelente. Cannot complain about that. Um Stuff's opening back up here in Texas. We had the uh, Rangers played their home opener. They lost their first two, got their ass smacked. Then they, I can't remember if they won their opener here at home, but they um, opened it up here at home with a 100% capacity. And I think that was the largest sporting event in a, that's had that many people in one place in a year or a little bit over, I think they said. Well, think about it because about this time last year, Right about towards the end of the fair, end of February, first part of March of last year, that's when all the shit started hitting the fan. And remember, the NBA started uh, canceling. Uh, baseball didn't start up. They can't. I mean, it was just it was crazy. So, yeah, I'm glad to see everything starting to get back to a little bit, you know, of normal normalcy. You know, I'm just I'm glad to see that. And I hope wherever you're listening to this, it's getting better in your area. And I sure have been noticing we getting a lot of downloads from Canada. I want to say thank you and appreciate it, my friends, my friends. We was talking about Canada today at work. We was talking about that one scene on uh, Grown Ups 2 or that guy from Saskatchewan. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But that's just a, I bet you, I, I, I know all Canadians are not like that. Anyways. And Canadians are probably pretty cool. I wouldn't mind going up there. I just couldn't make it during the winter. Y'all guys would laugh at me if I went up there and visited. Oh, my God. Y'all would laugh at my ass because it'd be cold. But, yeah, it'd be cool to go up there and visit. Probably in the spring, summer. It'd be great to go in the summer because I bet you it never hits 100 there. <laughs> I bet you it would be wonderful. That'd be great. Take a summer vacation in Canada. <laughs> huh? Might be a meet and greet. That'd be pretty cool. But you guys have a... Uh, just want to say thanks and thanks for uh keep listening and to everybody else who listens thank you very much very very much <clears throat> well let's get on with the old pro grammy what do you say there chickadees oh before i forget and of course <coughs> this episode uh today is brought to us by as always big dude chewing gum you need some uh nasty, you got that nasty just butt breath, cat litter box mouth in the morning. Well, snap you some big dude chewing gum after you brush your teeth in. Because there's sometimes you still brush your teeth and you're like, man. So, slap some of this in whenever you need a refresh in your breath, baby. Who knows, it might come in handy one day. Might get you out of a ticket. Might meet your future partner. You never know. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with some stupid news. Gonna write my time right here. 
All right. Let's do some stupid news. What do you say? All right. We're going to start out in California. Now, listen to this shit. Now, I mean, I don't, I know why people are leaving California. Just, I mean, just economy wise, the taxes and everything else, fucking outrageous, they say. And anyways, uh, here's another restriction and this is no bullshit, guys. I, I seen this and I had to report it because it's real because it is stupid news. This is fucking real. Uh, California now is trying to. Make a band where you can't scream on uh, roller coaster rides. That's just, I don't get that. That's crazy. I mean, how are you going to make people not yell on a goddamn roller coaster? Really? Give me a fucking break, people. I mean, come on. How can you pass a bill to, uh, they're, they're saying the screaming will help prevent the spread of covid give me a fucking break people come on that's what i don't get these people get put in office and they make all that's money but they're dumb as a bunch of fucking rocks i mean how can you honestly sorry about that didn't mean to burp in the microphone how can you honestly make people not scream i just and then what are they gonna do will you scream uh, final money ban them from the park i don't it's, it's stupid fucking retarded all right and alabama is to keep okay alabama is to keep ban on yoga on yoga as conservatives say the uh, fear it leads to Hinduism. So now in Alabama, they're getting dumb like California and saying, no more yoga. It leads into Hindu Hinduism. Give me a break, man. Jesus, there you go. Right there, people, our, people, our, our government is trying to control us. And we're letting them do it. And all we got to say for it is, well, at least Trump isn't in office. Fucking idiots. That's so stupid, you know. Just because you hated him didn't mean he was a bad president. I mean, damn, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that's kind of retarded. How can you ban yoga? Yeah, Alabama is still banning it. Fucking dumb. Okay, number three. A seven-year-old girl in in India broke a Guinness World Record when she completed 64 forward walkovers in a minute. That's pretty damn good. I don't. I looked at the YouTube video. I mean, it had the video with it on the article, but I looked at that video. At the video, it's. I can't remember how she did it, but it's pretty fucking cool. She did it. I mean, that's fast. 64 of them within a minute. That's that's good. That was. She was the averaging one per second so man that's that's amazing i used to have that much energy now i don't and another stupid one here we go bear yourself for this one guys this is why i don't listen to cnn they're a bunch of bullshitters they don't know what the fuck they're talking about Anyways, uh, they're debating on their, uh, they was debating on there. I can't, they didn't say how long ago this was, but they was debating on there arguing that you cannot tell the sex of a baby at birth. (laughs) Okay. What the fuck is going on in the world today? I'm not trying to be rude or, you know, if you're a man and you want to dress like a woman, Hey, that's fine. Or if you're a guy who wants to dress like a woman, I already said that. If you're a woman who wants to dress like a man, that's fine. But you don't got to be this, well, I'm a man, but really a woman. I mean, just come out and say, hey, I like to dress like a woman. It's my thing. Have some balls. Don't try to come around with that stupid loop shit of, oh, God. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're born and you have a penis, you're a male. And if you have a vagina, you're a girl. I mean... But if you want to dress like the opposite sex, hey, you want to dress like a monkey and date giraffes or something? Hey, it's your deal. I don't care. 
but call it what it is. It's just the opposite sex wanting to be the other sex. I mean, it's just one sex wanting to be the opposite sex. It's just fucking nuts. Call it what it is, man. Gonna make stuff too complicated and, oh, God. Just call it for what it is, man. All right, number five, my hairy friends. Doctor completes surgery while hospital was on fire in Moscow. Well, what happened is they wasn't like in direct, direct danger. They was in one part of the hospital and the fire was on the um, like the west wing or something. It was on another, another wing. So they didn't have to worry about it. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, it's like he said, and I, I, I hope all doctors are like this. He said, I had to do it. The patient's life was in my hands. We couldn't just stop right in the middle of it. It was a pretty important operation, apparently. I didn't write down what, you know, exactly it was. But, yeah, it was pretty um, uh, hairy there. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they had to have power to do the fucking surgery, but yeah, that's crazy. But I wish, I mean, I don't know if, I hope all doctors are like that, though. That was pretty cool. I did like that a lot, Sebastian. All right. Well, in case you didn't know, this uh, part of the show was brought to us by Security Finance, ladies and gentlemen. You need a loan or you need to get your taxes done? Go see Carrie at Security Finance here in Minerals, Texas, in the Brazos Shopping Mall, baby. Whew. All right. Well, I guess we can get Uncle Dickie cranked up here in a bit. I think I hear some violins just toot, toot, tooting along. Let's go check them out. Well, well, hey, hey, hello, everybody. It's your good old friend, Uncle Dickie. Everybody's coming back now for the most recognizable voice in podcasting today. Not my cousin, Uncle Boo. This is Uncle Dickie. Mm-mm. How's everybody doing today? We're going to get funky like a monkey up in here on Uncle Dickie's corner. I got some emails to answer today and just... Feel your way in on, 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 on my daily schedule, on my daily life. And tell, you, tell you what's up down, down here in the hood. <laughs> the hood of Louisiana. Nah, psych. It's just all coastal, coastal down here. But we be some good old country boys. But how's everybody doing today? Sorry I went on that little ramble. But yeah, it's going good. It's going good. I'm glad everybody came back today for Uncle Dickie's corner. I'm so glad everybody's back. Everybody, everybody's been having a good week today, working hard. The weather's so beautiful, cuz. Um, let's uh, click over and see what cuz is doing real quick, and then um, I'll start on my my my, my little adventure with y'all today. What do you say there, Funky Monkeys? Oh, it's all good, brother. We're all just chilling over here in Texas, man. Everything's opened back up. Everybody's going to baseball games, going to stuff. The weather's beautiful. But yeah, it's great down here, brother. Um, yeah, can't complain. Jackson's been doing good on his doing good baseball. Real good baseball game. He had a Tuesday night and didn't get home till ten, but it was a good game. Them kids won. 11 to 12, it was good. It was a good game. They've been playing good. He's got a pretty good team this year. But uh, enough about me, cuz. It's your show, you know. Okay, cuz. Thanks for giving me my show back there. Trying to hog it there, you son of a bitch. I forgot how much I love that movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Man, that fucking sheriff on there just cracks me the fuck up, baby. Cause he's all, when we get home, Junior, well, mommy to slap your own mama. Cause there's no damn way in hell you came for my loans. Oh, Jackie Gleason, he's a funny, he, 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 was, he, was, he was a funny man there. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, it's been beautiful down here. It's been in the high 70s, low 60s in the mornings, about, you know, upper up, up 50s a little bit. It's been so beautiful and nice. Everybody's starting to kind of kind, kind, kind of come out, you know, and just everything's blossoming up. But we ain't as wide, wide, wide open as you are down there in Texas because I've seen on the news. Y'all had that opening game at the Rangers Stadium, and that place was packed. But you know, man, it takes on, man. If you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't want to. But if you want to, you can wear it. It's just that simple, baby. We don't need to be getting all stupid and fighting each other about some stupid mask. But anyways, it's going good. Um, Junior's team's doing real good in baseball. They they leading the district in the, in, the, in the high school baseball and the other kids are doing good. Girls, the the, the girls are doing all right. And um, my oldest, you need, you know, he's just getting it. We're getting every, every everything ready right now for um, uh, uh, summertime and getting some tour some tourists back there down here in Boothville. But yeah, it, it, it's always great when the tourists can come back down and everything's back back to normal here in Boothville because it is a great little little community. It's more like a. a, a uh, it's a small community, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's uh, get on down here with some of these uh, special emails. Okay, let me stop real quick. I got this goddamn raccoon who's scratching on the door, and I'm fixing to kick that some bitch out of here. I've been trying to get him out of here for days, and he keeps coming back. Let me take a break real quick. Oh damn. I'm back now. That damn dope raccoon's been scratching on that goddamn screen. Been really pissing me off, because it's been a nice day today. So we just been having the windows open and all that. My old lovely lady's been spring cleaning and all that good stuff. And Like I said, we're getting ready for the summertime and this... It's spring warm weather coming, because people are going to start coming back to the, to the coast and stuff, excuse me there, I had too much of that, too much of that sweet tea today, making me hiccup mum them up, but yeah, stuff's kind of getting back to normal, but it's good though, between the baseball and getting every, every day, every day, everything ready, it's, it's going pretty good there, baby, I can't complain, baby, but let's uh, get on down here and we'll uh, answer the first uh, email question, if you took a vacation, would you go? Yes, or where would you like to go? I think I've answered this before, but I, but I wasn't for sure because I didn't look at my notes. Um, but yes, if I if I wanted to go on vacation, I, I think I'd, I'd select Europe. I, I'd like to go tour Europe. You know, you, you know, get some get some history from other other, uh, uh, other countries there, baby. I'll be kind of th- I'll be kind of cultured. <laughs> I'll be a cultured person. <laughs> yeah, baby. But uh, let's yeah, I'll go to Europe. I'll tell Europe. I think that it'd be pretty cool. Go to Spain for a week. Uh, it go to Italy or France for a week, and then go to uh, check out Sweden, Germany. Check it out. Check out all that stuff right in there, man. I, I think it'd be good. It, it'd be a fun time there. Okay, then let's go with that. Uh, 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 our next one. It says um. Have you ever went to 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 an LSU football game? Yes, I tried to go and make one a year. Last year was the first time that me and the kids didn't go down to a home game in forever, forever. Ever, ever since I've been out of school, I've always been going to at least one game a year. And, 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 and this year we didn't even try because all the stupid Cavona stuff crap going around. So. But this year, I hope we can. I keep my eye out because I'm going to get the tickets if we can, baby. <coughs> Number three, it's uh, did you did you watch any fo- any baseball that's uh, opening day or on Easter weekend? Yeah, I got to watch some. It, it was pretty cool. Tell you what, there's some good teams out there, and it was it was real nice seeing some some of the fans back in the in the stands and watching the watching the baseball. So that, that gives me hope that we're gonna go be getting back to this uh, our good uh, our good life pretty 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 soon, pretty soon, baby. 
let's uh think uh, go with number four here. No, 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 no. Number four is do you like barbecue? Oh yes, and my favorite, I think, is some good old pork ribs. I'm not, I'm not very good. I mean, I'm good at doing do, doing the beef, but I prefer the pork more. But you know, teach them. But I love the 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 ribs and my favorite kind of like style of, bar, uh, bar, of barbecue i probably like the, the southern style more like the you know because because down here it's a good all mixture of everything because on the east coast on carolina you got the the olive oil and the mustard i believe and then kansas city you get the sweet barbecue sauce so I think I'd stick with the southern style we got down here. Uh, it, 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 it's really good. Number five. What are the saints going to do without Drew Brees? Well, I think they got their, their, a good backup quarterback. They got that, that guy. He'll, he, he, he'll be all right, I think. He, but he ain't going to be no Drew Brees, I tell you that now. I don't think we're going to be doing as good as we used to do. But uh, I think we'll be a still be good, baby. We're still going to be getting funky like a monkey, baby, all the damn time. I just wish we could have won one more at least before Drew had to go home. But it's okay, baby. But he's a Louisiana now, man. We took him because he was a, was a Texas boy, but not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's all good in the hood, baby. Let's uh, check out number, number, number five. Oh, that, that was the fifth email question. I must be a stuttering dumbass, stuttering Stanley. <laughs> Anyways, but gee, it's, it's getting busy and crazy down here, but I'm sure glad you guys got to stop on by with Uncle Dickie's Counter. <coughs> I'm going to be uh, trying, trying to work on some special stuff to talk about and, and, and do for the, um, uh, to do for the, um, uh, anniversary for my cousin's show, so you guys be good now. But I'm gonna send it over to Cuz, tell him bye real quick, and let him tell me bye, and then I'll wrap everything up to you, good old smackadagging the fellas. Okay, Cuz, we will holler at you later now. Oh, sorry, my hand hit the mic. But you and the uh, kiddos be good, Cuz. Don't be doing anything I wouldn't do. Don't be sticking your finger in places you wouldn't stick your uh, wiener. Remember that. But, okay, cuz, we will holler at you later. Bye. <laughs> Don't stick my finger anywhere when just be sticking my wiener. What the hell? Come on, bad. That's funny, though. My grandpa used to tell me that all the time. My, ma my mama's daddy used to tell me that all the time. But it's been good, guys. It's been fun. But this is Uncle Dickie signing off now. Now, remember, this has been brought to you by Catfish Gums. Think it's big out there, baby. Put some of that stuff on your line. You'll be feeding your family for weeks of fish, baby, because they'll catch some big ones and a lot of them fish right there, baby. But we'll, uh, this has been Uncle Dickie. But that's big catfish. That's catfish chewing gum. Catfish gum, the stinkiest spade out there. You can find that at your local bait stores. But it's been good, guys. And, 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 and hey, you don't worry. Uncle Dickie's always going to be coming back now. But I've been talking to this cousin I, I have. And me and my cousin Texas there, you know, Uncle Boo. He's, uh, we've been talking about bringing this new cat on. It's uh, 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 a cousin I got. He's a, he's a preacher and uh, uh, Mrs. in. No, not Mississippi, in Alabama. And, um, yeah, his name is Brother Brother Doug. And uh, I, I think we're going to have have Brother Doug come in here and, uh, and, 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 and talk to us for a while. I'm going to give me a little break. Uh, it's just an idea I've been kicking around. It's a cousin of mine. He, he's, a, he's a preacher in uh, Alabama. But everybody calls him Brother Doug. But anyway, that's just an idea we to be kicking around, trying to keep it funny for you guys. But you guys be cool, be square, be aware. It's the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. It's, 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 it's Uncle Dickie's Corner, baby. You have been listening to Uncle Dickie's Corner. And just remember, baby, we're going to get funky like a monkey on some turnip greens, baby. I have lived in 
dine with kings and queens. Slept some dumpsters and ate some refried beans, baby, but I'm still going. But you guys be good, this has been Uncle Dicky. You guys be good, be square, be well, and don't be sour. Cause I am the man of the hour. Uncle Dicky, baby. Bye-bye. Well, well, hope y'all enjoyed that little uh, schnitt bit with uh, old Uncle Dicky. He's a crazy old coot. I need to go visit him sometime. I think it'll be a good old tootin' town. Well, hope y'all enjoyed that little tidbit from Uncle Dicky Dicky Do and a Dicky Dicky Lie. Well, you know how sometimes I go over mob stuff and all that? Well, for the next three episodes, I've got a little filler here. This is the uh, New Orleans crime family. And today we're going to go over the history of it. And then next episode we'll be going over the Marsalia era. And then for our final little... Oh, sorry about that. Then for our final little duel, we'll be going over the Mekos restaurant and the historical leadership of the outfit. Like I said, I don't condole a life of crime in this. And all that's what they did. Because I mean, at the end of the day, they were fucking stone cold killers. You know, so. But it just amazed me the organization they had with it. And where it filtered in back in its heyday. And how well it was sculptured. I mean, just structured out. And just well ran. It just, it was ran like a billion dollar company. I mean, it pretty much was back in its heyday. I mean, I. You go back and start looking, the mob was everywhere. Everywhere from New York to Chicago, of course, to Cleveland, Philly, New Jersey, Boston. I mean, they was even down in Florida. They was in Minnesota and Minneapolis. They was in uh, Utah. They was in, in every big town. They had some guy there representing the family or was you know, in charge of that town or something in the big towns, you know, so they're up. They've always been there. You just, they stay low and key. Pretty much. They was everywhere. Everywhere. Well, okay. Well, we'll get started into this. All right. We're going to get into this. Ladies and gents, this is the new Orleans crime family. The New Orleans crime family was an Italian-American organization crime syndicate based in New Orleans, the Lu- based in New Orleans, Louisiana. The crime family has a history of criminal activity dating back to the late 19th century. The family reached its height of influence under long- longtime boss Carlos Marcel- Marcello. One of the world's most powerful crime lords during the associate during the mid twentieth century, at his height, had over three hundred made members and around three thousand criminal associates. However, in a series of setbacks during the nineteen eighties, reduced the uh, reduced its clout there reduced its clout there and with law enforcement dismantled dismantling uh most of what remained shortly after marcello's death in 1983 in spite of this it is believed the some oh and uh, okay in spite of this it's believed that some elements of the organization remain active in the big easy today you never know. Well, let's get on with it. <laughs> We're going to go with the history. The history. The Mantraya, Mantraya, the Mantraka, the Mantraka crime family established by Charles Mantraka and our, uh, Antonio Mantraka was uh, was one of the earliest reported American mafia crime families operating in New Orleans. Yeah, I better read from this side. It's better if I read from this angle. It shows my portfolio better. 
Okay. New Orleans during the late 19th century until the beginning of the Prohibition in 1920. So they pretty much ran the ran the joint or ran New Orleans till Prohibition and they started uh, during the uh, late 19th century. So you figure in the 1980s they started, but they had a pretty good run. Born in Sicily, Carlo and Antonio Mar Martraca, Martraca, Matraca, okay, Matraca, Matraca, Matraca settled in New Orleans during the 1970s or 1870s, where he eventually uh, opened a saloon and brothel, using their business at as a base of operations. The Mardraca brothers began established lucrative organized criminal activities, including extortion and labor and labor racketeering, receiving retribute payments from uh, commercial shipping from South America's fruit shipments. They actually began moving in on Parvon. Parvonzonio Pro Provonzonia fruit loading operations attempting the attempting them with violence if they didn't, you know, let them, you know, participate and help them, protect them. That's what they did. They uh, would weasel their way in and say, You either let us in and make us partners or we'll just make your life hell. So you either gave in or you know. <clears throat> Although the Provenzano Provenzanos withdrew in favor of giving the Montrec as a cut of the waterfront racketeering, by the late 1880s, the two families eventually went to war over the groceries and produce produce business held by the Provenzanos. The Provenzanos, as both sides begin employing a large number of Sicilian maf mafiosos, mafiosas from the uh, native Monorella, Monrella, Sicily. From Monrella, Sicily. That's a bunch of Monrella, Sicily shit if I've ever heard it. Sounds like mozzarella silly shit but anyways monrella monrell sicily the violent gang investigated into the warning organization into the uh warning or organization oh i skipped a part excuse me my bad i just got this new printer and i'm just figuring out how to make shit bigger and it's still not big enough for me to read. And I got to put it up to my face. And I need bifocals because I'm getting... That sucks too. Okay. We was at... The Violent Gang... War began attracting police uh, attention. Practically from the New Orleans Police Chief Dave Hennessy. Who began several... Several investigations into the wearing organization, warring organizations. Within months of the investigation, Hennessy was shot and killed by several un unidentified attackers while walking home on on the night of October fifteenth, nineteen eighty. There was this was a keeping with the mafia practice of killing the government officials who got the mafia uh, who got in the mafia's way see now the uh, old school guys like I don't know why these guys didn't go by but you don't kill cops that's that's the, one of their number, number one rules no cops senators stuff like that because it draws too much fucking attention on you. I mean, if you're doing illegal shit, that's the last thing you want to do is draw attention to you. So that's why a lot of these, uh, a lot of them get pissed, you know, when they kick. Because it does, it draws a fucking attention to you, you know. The the murder of Hennessy created a huge uh, backlash from the city 
Although Charles and several members of the uh, Magdragas were arrested, they were eventually tried and acquitted in February of 1891 with Charles Mandraka and a and a 14-year-old member acquitted midway through the trial uh, trial as well as four more were eventually acquitted and three others released in huge uh in and oh they were released over hung juries the decision caused strong protest from residents angered by the following angered by the controversy surrounding the case in the following month a lynch mob stomped the jail hanging oh stormed the jail and hung 11 of the 17 mardraka members still waiting to be brought to trial, including Antonio Bang, Banguito and ba, Batista Acanada, okay, and Antonio Mar, Marches, and Pedro or Pai, Pal, Paltro Ma, Manzia, Manstereo and Manuel Palettes. Sorry if I butchered them name them names them names, guys. Didn't mean to. On March fourteenth of eighteen ninety-one. So you're telling me that the town got to see you don't really hear much of the town coming back and fighting the mafia or the mob. They didn't they never never do either because they're scared. That's what one thing mafia does is uses intimidation and scare tactics to get what they want out of you. They'll, you know, say, well, you know, I've killed people and uh, kill you. You know, they use shit like that. So, yeah. That happened in March 14th, 1891. But that's crazy. They stormed the building, got inside, and hung 11 of the 17. So, wow, that's crazy. Martreka was, hey, quit. Martreka was able to escape from the violent lynchings and upon return to New Orleans resumed his uh, posture as head of the New Orleans crime family, eventually for, uh, forcing the declining Provisanas out of New Orleans by the end of the decade. The Mactragas, the Mactragas, would rule over the New Orleans underworld until shortly after Prohibition when they turned over leadership. Turn, oh, they turned over leadership to Sam Carlio in the early 1920s. Okay. Well, now we've got one more little story about these guys. This one. Is it's the same guy, same stuff, and all that, but this one is uh, the silver dollar Sam or silver dollar Sam. That's who this is about. Silver dollar Sam. Oh crap! Yeah, sorry about that. One of the dogs are playing under my feet and bit it. I was like, oh, I was trying not to curse real bad, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go over silver dollar. Sam. Silver Dollar Sam was Car. Oh, Carlo. Carla. Oh, Carlo. Carlo led the. Uh, Silver Dollar Sam. Carlo led the New Orleans. Sorry if I'm butchering this shit, guys. I really don't mean to. Silver Dollar Sam. Carlo. Carlo. Corolla. Anyways, Silver Dollar Sam Corolla led the New Orleans crime family, transforming transforming Charles Matraga's Black Hand Gang into a modern organization crime group. Back in Sicily, Carlo immigrated to the United States with the with his parents in 1904 by 1918 Carlo 
had become a high-ranking member of the Martrakas organization, eventually succeeding uh, him following Madraka's retirement in 1922. Assuming control of the Madraka's minor bootlegging operations, operations Carlo, Carlo waged war against rival bootlegging gangs gaining full control following the murder of William Bailey in December of 1930. Gaining considerably political influences within New Orleans, Carloa had is said to have used his connections when in uh, 1929 Al Capone sus- supposedly <coughs> traveled to the city de- demanding Carloa supply the Chicago outfit with import alcohol, meeting Capone as his meeting Cap- meeting Capone as he arrived at a New Orleans train station. Carlio. Uh, accompanied by several police officers, reportedly disarmed Capone's bodyguards and broke their fingers, forcing Capone to return to Chicago. In 1930, Carlo was arrested for shooting the federal narcotics agent Cecil Moore, which took place during an undercover drug buy. Despite support by several New Orleans police officers, who tested who testified for Carlo uh, was in New York at the time of the murder. He was sentenced to two years. He was released in nineteen thirty four. Stop it. He was released in that stop now. He was released in nineteen thirty four and Carlo neglected a deal with the New York mobster Frank Castellano and Philip Daddy Phil Castell, as well as Louisiana Senator Hugh Long. Hmm. Huey Long. To bring slot machines into Louisiana following New... Uh, God damn it, stop! Following New York's uh, uh, family gambling operations undisturbed for several years. Hmm, very interesting. So, this guy had a pretty good market going, it seemed like. Sorry for the little stoppage back there, right there. Uh, Lexi Lulu came by for a minute to see Dad. She's getting so big. Yeah, she's got her own place now. Okay, back to the it's. Where was I at? Undisturbed for several, several years. Okay. Carlo Carloa's Carlo uh, legal problems did not. Uh, his legal problems continued as he was scheduled to de- to be deported in 1940 after serving two years in an Atlanta federal penitentiary, following his arrest on a narcotic narcotics charge in 1938. See. <clears throat> You know, and that's like all the mobsters in the 60s and the 50s were like, well, we, that's why we don't want to do the drug, you know, do get into the drugs because of the sentences it gives you. But the guys were still doing it because of the money it'd make, too. So, I mean, like Lucky, Lucky Luciano, he was notorious for what's, uh, he was a heroin dealer for a long time. So, yeah. Oh, uh, where was I? Nar- narcotics charges in 1938. His deportation was uh, delayed following the U.S. entry to World War II, and Carlo would continue to control the New Orleans crime family for several several years before um, campaign a campaign begun by uh, reporter Drew Pearson uh, Drew a report by reporter Drew Pearson. Exposed and attempted by Congressman Jimmy Morrison to pass a bill awarding Carl Carloa with with American citizenship. 
And it, yeah, yeah, he was trying to get American citizenship. So Carlo uh, would be deported in April of 1947. So his little plan didn't work. He still was going to get deported. And he did. So soon after returning to Sicily, Carlo organized a partnership with following exile Charles Luciano. See? Charles Luciano. Oh, lucky. Uh, Charles, Charles Luciano established, established establishing crime enterprise in Mexico. Briefly returning to the United States in 1949, he was deported the following year as control of New Orleans uh, crime family reverted to the Carlos Marcello, leaving, living in Palermo, Sicily until 1970. Carlo once again returned to the U.S., according to Life magazine, and he was asked to... Uh, return he was asked to return by Marcelo who needed him to Mede Okay, what now? Oh, and needed him to basically come and be the monitor for disputes within the uh New Orleans crime family. After Sescorta after several attempts to deport him failed he died a free man in 1972 huh that guy died a rich son of a bitch and he got to see the world you know but that that don't happen to a lot of people a lot of people don't get to die old being in the mafia you either get put in prison or you die or you become a fucking rat nowadays that's a problem with today's society there's too not enough uh loyalty anymore it's all gone down the shitter. Sorry if I butchered that story up, fellas. I didn't mean to at all. But next week, we will cover the Marcelo era. <laughs> Can you believe? Next week is episode 50. Then two more till our big show. Bam, our big show. Well, I'm going to try to do a good anniversary show. And I'm going to take all the recording stuff to my sisters probably. And this time it's going to work. Because I'm just going to set people down like I did for the bash. For the New Year's Eve bash. And interview people again. And uh, I'm going to try to... I got me a GoPro, walk around and uh, get some uh, pictures of everybody. You know what I mean, man. You know what I mean. You know, filming around, playing around. Okay, I got one little special thing to do for it to go over here, guys. And it is, oh, and that part of the show was brought to us by Tough Guy Security. You need some fucking tough guys to the, you know, make sure you're okay. Well, then call me Tough Guy Security. Ask for Tony or Vic. Either one of them will help you. Sometimes the main boss Anthony's there, but sometimes he's not. So ask for Vic, uh, the, what I say, Tony? Yeah, ask for Tony. Tough Guy Security. Okay. Now I think I'm going to go over some stuff we you can do in spring. I mean, come on. Let's face the facts. It is some beautiful beautiful weather right now i'm enjoying it so much it's that's like today at the store somebody was griping man it's starting to get hot and uh a guy behind her goes well it could be minus five i said fuck that shit i'd much rather sweat my ass off all day than be minus five <laughs> that arctic blast we had was stupid all right fellas and ladies Yep, this is uh, just some ideas, some stuff to do to get out of the house and uh, do enjoy the sun while we can before it gets too hot and it's dead-ass summer and we can't do shit. So here's some ideas for you. Okay, let's start with number one, everybody. Ease back and just relax some, relax and enjoy some springtime sun in your face. All right, number 10. Number 10 is, uh, let's see. Number 10 is go mix up a pitcher of margaritas and enjoy it on the back porch or your front porch. 
either one. But yeah, that's a good idea. Number nine, plan a spring vacation. Yeah, plan a weekend getaway somewhere. Have a three-day weekend or something. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Number eight, we can go fly a kite. It's nice weather for it. It's pretty windy. You know, I'm ready for this winter to, uh, wind to quit. Enjoy it while it's here. Uh, Number seven, go enjoy some horseback riding. That's always fun. And number six, go uh, play a round of golf. I've always wanted to try that. Here it's fun. Number five, go bike riding. That ought to be fun. Number four, let's do a little camping in the hoodie. That That should be good. I haven't been camping in a while. Go hiking. Just go walking somewhere. You don't necessarily have to go hiking. Just go walk and go out and enjoy Mother Nature. Go out and enjoy Mother Nature's. You know what I mean? She's so beautiful and stuff with her rainbows of sunshines and green flowers and all the colors. Uh, after that, go fishing. Fishing right now would be fucking cool to go do. And number one, go get your friends, family together, your girl, your man, your partner, whoever, and go enjoy picnic on a nice cool morning mid-afternoon or something you know that'd be fun that would be great no one does picnics anymore really i don't think it used to be a big thing back in the day well this is the part of the show where i just bitch and let my hair down and be like ah why do i have to be a single parent oh man it's tough being a single parent raising a teenage girl Lexi gave me a runner for my money, and now Stephanie's kind of, she's 11, she's, I mean, she ain't bad, she ain't disrespectful or nothing, but she just pushes the envelope, you know, I guess it's just having the parts of having a little girl, wanting to grow up and already wear short shorts and stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 we're not have that right now, um, yeah, it's something to get used to, and I'm like, no, no. First time ever seeing it, and I'm just kind of like, wow. So, y'all got the same problems out there, single parents, whether you're a man or female. It's it's just, it's fucking nuts, man. Especially when you're the opposite sex of what your child is. Because, like, I know there's pretty, there's some females out there that are single moms with a boy. And, you know, you got to talk to them when it comes to that time about puberty and all that stuff. And imagine it's harder for the one sex telling the little kid that's the opposite sex. Because it, it, was hard, it was hard for me for when Stephanie, yeah, just, uh, no. So, I, got, I feel for you, man. I got your back, girls and guys. But other than that, it's been going all right. Nothing too good. Nothing too bad. Jackson had a real good baseball game the other night. And... You know, nothing real big in the news, but I sure have noticed. I mean, I mean, every day, man, it's just the shootings, you know, and it's, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of this has got brought on to us when we started defunding the police and cutting police back. And Well, crime's going to shoot up when you start cutting fucking law enforcement back. This is how it is, but I don't know. But these son of a bitches, man, they're already trying. I mean, like I said, they just, it's our government. They're taking shit away left and right. Nothing's getting better, you know. I wonder who he's going to bomb next, you know. But if Trump would have bombed somebody, oh, my God. He got us involved in war. I'm just rambling, though, guys. It just just pisses me off. Nobody's missing the big picture here. Our big Badass, you know, government who loves us is dividing the fuck out of us. And nobody's want to do a damn thing about it. I just, I don't understand. You know, free speech, we need to stand up for it. We can't let them take it away. What gives them the right to show us what's right or wrong? Or what's the truth and what's not the truth? Fuck them. You know, it's my right to listen to or watch or read anything from anybody I want, whether it's Two Live Crew, Donald Trump, fucking anybody. If I want to read that and he wrote it or sang it, I, I want to be able to hear it, whoever did it. It's their it's their freedom to do it, and then it's our freedom to read it and 
It's just gotten so stupid, you know, and then everybody thinks their side's right. And if you don't, especially nowadays, if you don't agree with somebody, you're just dead wrong and you're a racist. I mean, it's just whatever they want to box you in because you don't agree. You know, it's either you agree with me or you don't. And then when you try to spit facts at them, they don't know what to do. I've seen so many videos, so many videos of people of the same color of the people that are protesting going, why aren't you in here protesting? They're, they've been doing this to us. And they just start spitting facts at them. And they're like, they don't know what to do. You know, it's fine to protest and speak your mind. But you got to know what the fuck you're talking about and what you're pushing for and why. Not just because you don't like somebody because they're president or da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> you know. But it is funny. Trump is in an office and nobody's protesting because remember when he got in office people were still protesting that he was in office burning the fucking places down and shit it's just i don't know i just like to ramble about it i don't know what to do about it but like i said i guess if we ever want to really do something about it we need to start at our our in our towns and our cities and then go from your there to your your um counties then from your counties go to your state capital and then from the state capital baby you go to washington but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just fucking, it's all fucked up like a soup sandwich. But hey, we all got to keep on keeping on moving on because the uh, bills keep coming no matter who's in fucking office. The bills keep coming no matter uh, what the fuck's going on. So the key to life is penis in the battle. If you've seen Super Troopers 2, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not being dirty. Anyways, well, guys, I think I might wrap this up. Hope I haven't bugged you too much. Um, I'm trying to get the show better and get more audience, but the audience I do have, I appreciate you listening and always being a fine supporter of this show and stuff. But, um, yeah, I want to, uh, I think I might, when I switch, switch some of this to some more stuff to Patreon, is putting some special stuff on there on the paid site. But, you know, I mean, I don't want to be a jerk if you don't want to pay. But, hey, I would appreciate it if I get that set up and I can start, uh, you know, because I got to put some money back into this podcast sometime. I do, but it all comes out of my pocket. It'd be nice. I'm going to try to find some way to take uh, donations or something. Or whatever you call it. Not donations, but, uh, you know, pay for, the sh- pay for some of the special stuff behind the scenes. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, iTunes, Amazon. Um, we're on everything. I mean, everything pretty much. We've got a YouTube channel I'm working on. Getting videos downloaded on that. As soon as I cut this, get it loaded for Spotify for Friday morning, baby. I'm going back to the uh, studios to work on the, the YouTube stuff I'm putting up. And I'm going to do a little special, too. I'm go. I'm gonna put um, use my Go my Pro ca- uh, GoPro camera for uh, some of the um, spot uh, podcast too with the regular camera. So that ought to be some good. I'm trying to really work on it, get it more going, uh, going better. I'm gonna get some shirts going eventually, some hats, maybe some stickers, baby. Um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate everybody who listens, downloads, subscribes. And always likes everything on my Facebooks and all that. Sorry if I'm not too active on there. I'm getting used to it. I'm trying to. I'm just an old man trying to learn technology, you sons of bitches. But yeah, you guys have always been good to me. I appreciate you. I love you all. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for supporting me in this podcast. We're not going anywhere, guys. We just got started on our first fucking year, baby. I'm up to 700 downloads on this show. We're up to... Uh, 40 subscriber subscribers and stuff so yeah we're getting listened to around the world so you guys keep it up and we love you remember wherever you live you have a voice you can use it baby use it to it and this has been the most recognizable voice in podcasting today uncle boo baby we're just gonna get fucking like a muggy on some ton of greens baby mm. love you guys y'all be good we will holler at you later like i said I got some good, fun stuff planned for the show ahead. Keep listening. 
Let's get more listeners. Tell your friends about it. Pass the word along. Borderline Texas trash, guys. And don't forget, go check out Ghost Stories Told from the South and What's Really Out There. And then check out Jackson's Wrestling with Jackson 101, baby. But this has been Borderline Texas Trash. And this is Uncle Boo. And I will see y'all later, guys. Bye.